Okay, let's begin our discussion of Parshas Kisavo. Parshas Kisavo, as we um, get into the Shabbos before the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah, as we know, the Gemara tells us in Mesechah's Megillah that there are two Tochachas that we read throughout the year, one in Parshas Bechukosai and one in Parshas Kisavo. And the Gemara tells us that we have to read them the penultimate week. The Shabbos before the Shabbos before Shavuos, that's when we read Bechukosai. And the Shabbos before the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah, that's when we read Kisavo. That's how the calendar has to work out. We don't want to be totally scared going into the holidays, but we need the messages sometime before, so we have a week off in between to internalize the messages. As we know, Parshish Kisavo, the large aliyah in it is, is the Tochacha. But we'll start from the beginning. Uh, start off with, uh, I think, a well-known thought that we've discussed before, but it's in the Parsha, so we can't pass it up, and uh, we mention it again. Beginning of the Parsha, the, the uh, Shlishi, if you look in Perachavav, Pasuk Yudzayin, or Pasuk Tezayin even, there are Pesukim quoted here that the Gemara in Brachas uses as well. Pasuk says in Chav Vav Tezayin, Hayom Azeh Hashem Alokecha Mesavcha Lasos as a Chukim Ha'ila Vesem Mishpatim, this day Hashem commands you to follow the laws, Vishamartav Asisa Usam Bechalov Avchav Chalnashecha. Right, this whole Pasuk is Kisavo, from the beginning to the end of Sefer Dvarim is all six weeks. Not too long, not too long. Other, other svarim take many, many years, but dvarim is all one big conversation, or a few conversations. So Moshe says, today, today at the end of these 40 years, Hashem commands you to keep the mitzvos. Es Hashem he'emarta hayom lios lelokim. What is the he'emarta? Difficult word to translate. Hashem he'emarta hayom. You designated. Let's translate it. Designated. You designated Hashem today lios l'chal lelokim to be for you for a God, v'alechaz b'drachav, etc., and Hashem designated you today to be in Am Segula. These Pesukim are quoted in Mesechah's Brachas Dav Zayin, where the Gemara talks about the tefillin that we wear and the tefillin that Hashem wears. The Gemara says in source number one, we'll get back to the, we'll start from the beginning. How do you know that Hashem wears tefillin? Obviously, uh, allegor- allegorically. Right? Hashem swears with his Yamin and his strength is in his Zro'ah. Yamin is Torah, that's Bimino Eish Daz Lamo, and Zro'ah means Tfilin. Zro'ah means Tfilin, and we have Psukim uh, related to. We have Psukim related to the Tfilin. So we know Akadish Baruch who wears Tfilin, and we know we wear Tfilin. So the Gemara asks, what does it say in God's Tfilin? What does it say in our tefillin that we know? What does it say in Hashem's tefillin? Says the Gemara, skipping a couple of lines, middle of line five. Amalei Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak Lerav Chia Bar Avin Hani Tefillin Demari Alma Maksibahu. Right here. Right. What does it say in the tefillin of Hashem? Amalei Mika Amcha Yisrael Goyechad Baritz. Who is like the Jewish people? Mika Amcha Yisrael. Umi Mishtabei Akutcha Bricho B'Shivchayu Di Yisrael. Does Hashem take pride in the Jews? Answers the Gemara. In yes. How do you know from our pasuk? Meaning, Hashem always takes pride in us and we always take pride in Hashem. Hashem's tefillin says, Who is like the Jewish people? We take pride in Hashem. What does it say in our tefillin? Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. So that's the passage that we have. Hashem Hamircha and um, Hashem designated you and we designated Him. Rebbe Yitzchak Mibar Ditchev quotes a number of examples where we see this idea that we are always proud of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is always proud of us. This idea is quoted, as you were in the Shir, my Shir last year, in the first Tosfos Chadashim on Psachim. Tosfos Chadashim is a commentary written on the side of the old Mishnayis, the Yachunu Boaz. Now that's ancient history and everybody does, learns Kahati. Well, there's a, before Kahati, there was the, the Rav and the Teferis Yisrael and, the, and uh, all the great Mepharshim in the, in the Yachunu Boaz. So on the side, the, on the beginning of Mizakas Psachim, Reb Levi Yitzchak is quoted on the side of the Mishnayis. See in source number two, and the little right in the little letters. I don't think Reb Levi Yitzchak wrote small. It just happened to be printed uh, small in our Mishnayis. He quotes B'shem Kfarad Adonai Marina Rabbeinu Rav Agon Levi Yitzchak Miradichiv. He quotes a question, a question. Ta'am line one. Tam le karim lama karu chachamim shem hamesechet psachim. Why does, why did the Chachamim call this Mesechta Psachim? And why do we call it Pesach? Because if you look in the Torah, 
You try to figure out what holiday starts on the 15th of Nisan, it's not Pesach. The holiday that starts on the 15th of Nisan is Chag HaMatzos. Not Pesach. Pesach in the Torah is Erev Pesach. That's the day that we bring the carbon Pesach. There's Pesach and there's Pesach Sheni. Pesach is the 14th day of Nisan and Pesach Sheni is the 14th day of Iyar. Right, the 14th. Well, we call Pesach in the, it's not Pesach. So answer Levi Yitzchak, why is it that we, the Jewish people over the past hundreds of years, we call the holiday, hey, you coming from Chag Amatzus? Nobody says that. You're coming from Pesach. What are you doing for the first day of Chag Amatzus? We don't, the, the, the Torah calls it Chag Amatzus. So why does the Torah call it Chag Hamatzos? Why does the Torah call it Chag Amatzos? And we call it Pesach. And Chazal call it Pesachim. So says of Levi Yitzchak exactly this point. Just like the tefillin and brachas. He gives one shot that we're not going to do, but we're going to go to the second shot. In the third column, on line 7, Uba'ofan acher yesh Another way to explain it, Al noda What's known in many places, Uber Prat, Barashi Shirashir, Rashi emphasizes this in Shirashirim, the love song between the Jews and Hashem. Hashem takes glory and praises himself because he is the king of the Jews. and he quotes the Tfilin. But we love him. So therefore what? What does Pesach symbolize? Pesach conjures up in our mind Ufasach Hashem ala Pesach. HaKadosh Baruch Hu passed over our houses. That's Pesach. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we were huddled up in our houses the night of Makas Bechoros and HaKadosh Baruch Hu had tremendous Siyat HaDashmaya. He did so much for us. He passed over our houses and nobody died that night. All Jews were safe. So the name Pesach reflects HaKadosh Baruch Hu's love for us. I'm sorry. Our love for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So we call it Pesach because Pesach, that name, it's HaKadosh Baruch Hu's greatness. He was Pasach. Matzah? Matzah is that we ran out with so much bitachon, we didn't even give a chance for the dough to rise. Chaga Matzos. That's the Jews' greatness. That's Am Yisrael standing up and we go out to a midbar, we don't even know what's going to be. That's what Matzah symbolizes. So what HaKadosh Baruch Hu calls the holiday a name, he says Chaga Matzos because the Jews are great. The Jews are amazing. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I want to be Mishtabech in the Jews. But we call it Pesach. Chazal call it Meseches Pesachim. Why? Because we are Mishtabech and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's why, if you look in the last column, line 8, Ulefizem Meturatz. Now we have the answer. Da Torah Hu Mi Ma'akadosh Baruch Hu Karazea Yantav Chagamatos. The Chagamatos Merubaz Shavach Yisrael. Vashem Yisbarach Amar Tamid Shavach Shal Yisrael. But we call it Chagam Pesach because it shows Hashem's. Greatness. So it's all based on the Pasuk in this week's Parsha. Hashem HaMircha and we are Hashem HaMircha Hayom and Hashem HaMarta Hayom. The Tefillin. Pesach versus Pesachim. I'll give you another one. I'm not sure if the source of this is related to Yitzchak or a different source. So you look in Mesecha Sukkah. We just came from uh, from uh, from Yeshiv, from Shalavim. They learned Mesecha Sukkah this month. So if you look in Mesecha Sukkah, the first two prakim of Mesecha Sukkah are about the mitzvah of Sukkah. The next two prakim of Mesecha Sukkah are about the mitzvah of Lulav. Lulav Agazel. You'll learn in the yeshivas. The third parak. Lulav Arav is the fourth parak. So the Dal and Minim are discussed later. The first two prakim are about the Sukkah. The next two prakim are about Lulav. So you might ask, so what, what, what's the difference? Now look in the Torah. In the Torah, you have it in the opposite order. In the Torah, first we have at the end of Parshas Emar, Ulakachta Machem Bayom Arishon Priyetzadav Akabus Tamarim Banafi Zavas Vari Nachal Usmachta Mufnei Hashem Lakechem Shivas Yamim, and the next pasuk Basukos Teishu Shivas Yamim. So with that contrast, now we have to ask: In the Torah, first come the Dalad Minim, and then come Sukkos, the Sukkah. But Chazal Torah Shabbat they did it the opposite. First we discuss Sukkah and Rebbe Danasi. Forget the Gemara, the Mishnah. Rebbe Danasi first put the Mitzvah of Sukkah, the first two prakim, and then Lulav. Why the change? So again, what does a sukkah symbolize? A sukkah symbolizes the Yana Neha Kavid. It symbolizes HaKadosh Baruch who's protecting us. Hashem loves us. Hashem's the greatest protector. So in Tarshav Alpeh, we put the sukkah first. Because the sukkah symbolizes Hashem's divine protect. Whether you say it's real sukkahs or clouds, whatever you say, it symbolizes Hashem's greatness. But when it comes to Tarshav Echzav, Hashem puts Dalad Minim first. What does Dalad Minim symbolize? Symbolizes the Jews running out to do mitzvahs. The Jews running out and each one, a lulav symbolizes the spine and the eyes, all the symbolism of the Dalad Minim. The Jews running to do mitzvahs. 
says that's the greatness of the Jewish people. Hakadosh Baruch Hu put the Dalaminim first. First come the Dalaminim, and then comes Sukkah. So we have the Tefillin, we have Pesach versus Chagamatzus, we have the Pasuk, and we have Sukkah, and one more, one more from the Klayakar. Okay, you can say another one. Sorry. Yeah. Right, Shavah, our Tefillin, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Afad. Exactly, our Tefillin. Finally, the Klayakar and Matos. Klayakar and Pashas Matos also says that if you read the Pesukim, I didn't give it to you, but the Pesukim and Pashas Matos. HaKadosh Baruch Hu commands Moshe Rabbeinu, Nikom Nikbas B'nei Yisrael Me'es HaMidyanim. That's the Pesukim and Pashas Matos. Hashem tells Moshe, revenge, avenge. Avenge the Nikoma of B'nei Yisrael. Take the revenge, Midyan. They did terrible things to us, right? They caused us to sin. They caused the terrible to get revenge. Two seconds later, Moshe Rabbeinu turns around and says, "Okay, Jews, let's go get Nikmas Hashem b'Midyan." Hashem commands Moshe, "Nikmas b'nei Yisrael," and Moshe turns around and commands b'nei Yisrael, "Nikmas Hashem." Says the Klayakar, line seven. In source number three, Ubir Hadover, let me explain. Shamidyanim Shtayim Rose Asu. The Midyanim did two terrible acts. Achas Lashamayim, one to the one to in the spiritual realm. Kihachtiu as Israel Bavodazaru Biznus, right? They sent their women out to seduce the soldiers on the battlefield. Terrible. They caused us to sin. And number two, in the physical realm. They caused so many Jews to die. So many Jews to die. The Amr HaKadosh Baruch HaLemosha Hashem says, I care more. Obviously, He cares about Aruchnius. But He cares that if Jews lost their lives. Nekom Nekmas B'nei Yisrael. That's forefront in my mind. How could they do this to the Jewish people? So get Nekmas B'nei Yisrael. That's my reason. That's my emphasis. Moshe Rabbeinu turns around and says, No, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Nekom Nekmas Hashem. We're more worried about our Ruchani relationship with you. He also answers a couple of other questions there. Feel free to look at it. But this is all idea number one, the idea of Hakadosh Baruch Hu always putting us in the in the in the forefront, and we always put Hakadosh Baruch Hu in the forefront. Okay, this idea basically can be said at any parsha of the year. You could say this uh, this over. It's a good back pocket vart. You could say it. You could say it. Pesach time. You could say it. Sukkot time. You say it. sometimes at Sukkot and Yantif are like, oh, what what are we going to talk about? Right? There's no parsha. All right? There's a Cholamoid. Shabbos Cholamoid is always like, what are we going to talk about? There is no Shabbos Chalamoid this year. But, uh, but that is the, uh, always something to talk about. Good. In that same Gemara in Brachas, that same Gemara in Brachas, there's another Pasuk from the Parsha quoted. If you want to look at the Pasuk first, Pasuk says later on, a little later on in the Parsha, a little later on in the Parsha, again before the, before the Tachacha, in Parachafches Pasuk Yud, Parachafches Pasuk Yud, the Pasuk says, in the brachas, v'ra'u kalame ha'aretz, kishem Hashem nikra alecha, the yarumi mecca. Right? All the nations of the world will see us and they will fear us. Right? They'll fear you. The Gemara does not take this literally. The Gemara says, well, they're going to be scared of you, but the Jews are, so, are, are, are like, they all have big muscles. Well, they're going to fear us. Right? Usually we're not the, uh, the strongest ones. Right? Rabin matim, right? The, the weak ones and the strong ones. Those strong ones and the weak ones. So the Gemara says doesn't mean to be taken literally. Look at the fourth line back in source number one. They'll see you and they'll fear you. Reference to Tefillin. Right? The nations will see Tefillin on our head and they will fear. Tefillin Shebarosh. Why Shebarosh? Because there's a halacha. The Tefillin Shebarosh have to be revealed. The tefillin, this, this, is, this is the reason. Is one of the sources. Tefillin al yad have to be covered. We always cover our tefillin shel yad. Either there's a box, we pull our sleeve down if we're not wearing a jacket, or we cover our tefillin shel yad has to be covered. Right, the lachal laos lo lachirim laos. Right, that's the tefillin shel yad. Tefillin shel rosh have to be uncovered. So even if we if we were to put a talus on our head, we have to make sure the talus does not go over our tefillin because the tefillin has to be seen from the outside based on the pasuk. So there's a story quoted about a number of gedolim. I heard it about the Gra and about the others, but I found it in, in the Svarim of the Gra, so I'll quote it to you from the Gra. And source number four. So he quotes a story that one time on the bottom part of the Gra in source number four, Shepamachas Lon Linus Laila Bebeis Malone, one time he was in a, he was in a, an inn, Vahiva Boker, Amad Bala Malone, Lis Palo Shacharis, Vinyat Tefillin Kadas. So the Bala Malone, the, uh, the, the innkeeper, put on, put on Tefillin, he was davening in the morning. The Gamagon Amad Lis Palo Shalom, and also the, the Gon was, the Gra was davening in his own room. 
They didn't have a minion. They were traveling. There was a terrible, wicked man that busted into the hotel. alone started hitting the, the innkeeper. He was going to kill him. He started screaming, screaming. And all of a sudden, the Grah hears about it. The Grah peeks his head out of the, out of the room. The man sees the Grah. Ah, he's not screaming! And he runs out of the house. Runs out of the hotel. So the man, the, the Bala alone, turns to the Grah. And he says, So the, here the story says that he fainted. Okay, I heard the story that he ran in. Either way. So he said, the Baal Malone says, what'd you do? You put like a, a spell on him, an incantation, some uh, voodoo you did, uh, right? The Grah knew everything, right? So did he say something? So the Grah says, it's a Bafurish Gemara. The Gemara that we just saw. All the nations will see you with Philin and they'll fear you. It's a Bafurish Gemara. Elu Tefillin Shabarosh. So the innkeeper asked the obvious question, I'm also wearing tefillin. I'm also wearing tefillin. It didn't happen for me. It started beating me up. It started beating me up. So says the Grah, he says, no, 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 you, you didn't read the Gemara closely. What did the Gemara say back in source number one? It doesn't say, Elu tefillin she'al harosh. It says, Elu tefillin she'birosh. The tefillin in your head. We wear tefillin on our head. But the message of the tefillin and living a life of being mishabbing myself to Hashem, that's, that's something different. Elu tefillin shabirosh, the tefillin in one's head. And therefore, says the Grah, which we be medayik in the Gemara, I guess we're different in that way, says the Grah. And now we can read the first half of the Grah, back in the beginning of Source 4, that what does it mean, Elu tefillin shabirosh? Kavanatam, back in Source 4, sheyye b'mocho, kalakosub tefillin, we have to have in our brain everything written in the tefillin. Hainu asher tefillin niya barosho mamish. The tefillin have to be inside our head. So fourth that I'd like to mention at uh, Bar Mitzvahs, I don't know if I've mentioned it uh, yet uh, over the past year, but in source number six, Rav Nevenzal is a beautiful thought related to this. He doesn't talk about uh, the gra, but we can relate this gra, this Rav Nevenzal to, uh, to, the, to the story of the gra. This Rav Nevenzal is in his, not in Dvarim, but it's in his Sichas to Rosh Hashanah, Parshas Kisavo. Rav Nevenzal starts off in source six, Halach al-Moshe Misinai, Shetseva Ritsuo Satfilin Tzarich Liyot Shachor. If the ritsuos, if the straps are in black, it's ma'akev. Right? There's a new, there's a new, uh, a new way that sometimes uh, you see some people have on both, uh, black on both sides. See, as I asked the one or two saw from about it, they don't like it. I don't like it. No, just make sure this, it's straight. It's black. It doesn't be black on two sides. The Misora is black on one side. That's our Misora. So the boxes have to be back and the Ritsuos are black. If somebody wants to make a gorgeous golden pair of tefillin, gold, unbelievable, miksha, take one piece of gold and make tefillin, it's possible. It's possible. It has to be black. It has to be black. Says the Gemara, the Agav, says the Rebbe Nevezal, just Erech Agav, it's a michshol matzui biyoser, it's a michshol, people don't realize it, shekasher dohem ma'at ha'tseva, shokham ben ha'retsuos, when the color on the, on the um, straps start getting uh, lighter and rubbed out, alul ha'adam likanez b'kach, people might be in a situation of, they're not wearing tefillin, karkav to the lomanach tefillin, meaning if, if I'm not wearing, not being yotze, it's a big problem, so one has to be careful that the color black stays, stays on the tefillin. So yes, Rebbe Nevezal, yes, it is a halach Yes, the Rambam writes in the Hakdama to Mishnah, there is no reason for Allah HaMoshim Sinai. Right? It's Milsa below Taima. But is there any message that we could glean from this idea that Tefillin have to be black? I mean, black. What else in Yadus has to be black? What else to be black? White is, white is something, uh, pu- purity. Madu Adaf Shachar on line 7. In Mishum Noi Mitzvah, if it's to make it beautiful, Inu Im Omrim, Shetcheles Lamashal, Lutseva Yafei Yotel Tefillin. Have Tefillin Tcheles. Right, so why black? Tzarich Lomar, says Rebbe Nevenzah, Shahatseva HaShachar Romez L'Bechina Sacheres L'Chalutin. Black symbolizes something. Yira, Yira Sashem. Why? How? Shari Ketza Notzer Tzeva. How, how do, what does a color mean? Like you're wearing a blue shirt, a green shirt. What, what does a color mean? HaShemesh Omakar Aracher Metilim Karni Ar Alguf Misuyam a light source shines on a certain surface and reflected back from that surface is the color that we see. The light shines in it and reflected back is the color. That's what a color is. 
Lamashal. Guf shanu mechanim is tivo kachol. That which we call blue. Machzir le'ineinu is karnei ha'or hakulot bavad. We are reflected back in our eyes is the blue color that we see. Guf tzahov machzir le'ineinu rakaz ha'karnei ha'tzahovos. There are all different rays of colors that could be reflected black, back, but certain colors based on the light source. But now, says Rebbe Evans, Arak Tseva Echad, line 17, but there's one color, Notzar Mikach, that is formed, Shekal HaKarnayim Nishenishtachu Le'ever HaGufa Mesuyam Nikletu Besocho. One color absorbs all the light sources that are shined onto it. And nothing is reflected back. That's black. Black means it accepts everything and nothing goes back. It's the ultimate makabel. It's the ultimate acceptor. So maybe, says Rav Nevenzal, black symbolizes being meshabed myself, being makabel, the tzivay Hashem. Being makabel, everything the Baruch Hu says. That's what black symbolizes. When we wrap ourselves in the tefillin, what do we say in the hiratzon? We're going to be meshabed, our goof and our moach. That's the shibud. We're meshabed ourselves totally, and that's the black. That's why Derech Agav, we could say, that's why a bar mitzvah boy, when he starts putting on tefillin, right, he's starting to be meshabed himself to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Umeata, now says Ibn Evansal. Now maybe we understand the Grah. He doesn't quote the Grah. But it can be Shayiras Kalamayarat. What does it mean that they're gonna fear us when they see the Tfilin? No, it doesn't mean the Tfilin. It means a Jew living the life of being accepting what Tfilin symbolize. Accepting the Shibut of Akarish Barahu. Shem Ke'evich Shainlo Kal Yeshus Atzmius Mishalov. An Evid who has no independent existence. Okay, he's not going to choose. He's going to choose, I'll do this, I'll do that. No, he's mishabing himself. Like the beautiful thought we've mentioned in the past, right? The, uh, the Sifri and Zos Abracha, where Kodesh Baruch Hu goes and asks all the, all the nations if they want the Torah. Do you want the Torah? Do you want the Torah? And they say, oh, what's written in it? And he says, oh, Lo Sirtzach. He's like, no, I don't want it. We kill for a living. And he says, oh, do you want it? Yishmael, Lo Sinaf. Lo Sinaf, we have to have 35 wives. So what is it? All of them. Lo Signov. He's for a frying waxman. Unbelievable, obvious question. He says, Kodesh Baruch Hu's trying to convince them to take the Torah. Right? So what does he say to them? You want the Torah? They say, what's written in it? So what should he say? All these nice mitzvahs. Shiluah HaKan. All these wonderful mitzvahs. Yeah, well, Sirtzach. No, they don't have to tell him that one. When you're trying to make a shidduch, you, you say all the faults? You say all the faults? Oh, she doesn't have such good midos. And the family's not so nice. Yeah, but, but go out with her. Come on. You, you, no, you, you, you say all the great things first. HaKadosh Baruch Hu knew they wouldn't accept this. What was he doing? Says Rephraim Waxman, no. Kodesh Baruch Hu says, do you want the Torah? What do they say? What's written in it? The second that they said what's written in it, forget it. They puzzled themselves. You're accepting based on what's written in it? Forget it. Los Herzog, I don't want you. But in Israel, you want the Torah? Nasa v'nishma. We'll take it. We'll take it. We don't care what's written in it. We'll take it. That's tefillin. That's the ultimate macabre. That's black. Umeata, when the other nations see a nation that's apt like this, that has such servitude, that has such a mentality to serve Hakadosh Baruch Hu, whoa, that's 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 scary. That's awesome in the mo- in the in the real like like the days of awe in that sense. That's an awesome sight to have such a nation. And he says that's even maybe what the Medrash means in Shirashirim on the bottom. I am black and I am beautiful. So there's a Medrash that says Shchora Ani Biyamei Hashavua Vinava Biyamei Hashabbos. What's what? What, what is Shchora Nava? So he says this fits perfectly. Shchora Ani. I'm black during the week. I wear the tefillin during the week. I have the connection. That idea during the week. But on Shabbos, I don't even need the tefillin. Shabbos is also an os. Shabbos osi. What's Shabbos? We're mishabbat ourselves. We don't do anything, right? Kivo Shabbos. Hashem. We imitate Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Why don't we wear tefillin on Shabbos? Because you already have Shabbos as an os. Why don't you wear tefillin on Yantif? But why? Because tefillin is during the week because we need that message. But Shabbos on the bottom. Achitachin v'tamun line thirty-eight. Gam harayon shamarnu shcharani b'cholimos hashavua v'hemenichin tefillin. Why don't we wear tefillin? The Devazal continues because during the week you need the message. 
It fits why we were white on Shabbos, right? Okay. It's the opposite of the black. The opposite of the black. We're reflecting back the uh, beautiful, the uh, the, the ruchnius. That's it. B'shabes on line twelve. Ain't sarch edus uchot tefillin. You don't need this edus. B'shabes yishlanu edus gadoli yosel akach. We have even greater edus. We don't do anything. We don't do anything, and that's the ultimate. That's the ultimate in sheep. Okay. Weiter. There is a Rashi. Back to the beginning of the of the parsha. Perachavav pasuk yud gimel. Perachavav pasuk yud gimel. So the parsha here talks about vidui maestros, vidui maestros. So the pasuk says when we come to the base of Migdash and we and we tell uh, Hakadosh Baruch Hu we did everything we were supposed to do. We gave truma to the Kohen, we gave maaser to the Levi, we gave maaser ani to the poor. We did everything we were supposed to do. And the end pasuk yudal it says the end of it shamati b'kol Hashem alokai. I mean I skipped. I'm sorry. Go to pasuk yudgimel. I gave it to the Levi. The yosam la'amana kachom mitzvas chashes sivisani. I did not transgress any of your mitzvos, and I didn't forget anything. I didn't forget. So if you didn't transgress anything, obviously you didn't forget anything. So what's that last two word, what are those last two words adding? You didn't forget anything. Rashi says, I didn't forget to make the bracha when I was mafreshumis amaisrus. Didn't forget to make the bracha. Somewhat of an unusual Rashi. Right? We, we assume that birchos ha-mitzvah are all midirabanan. Right? Before I shake a lula, before I hear shofar, I make a bracha. Well, Chor, that's the rabbanan. The only brachas daraisa we have is benching. One, shavach And maybe, maybe what's the other one? Maybe? Birchas ha-torah. Birchas ha-torah, maybe. The Ramban counts birchas ha-torah every day as a mitzvah say. So we wake up in the morning and we're groggy and we're half sleeping and we say that's a mitzvah I say daraisa it's just like tefillin according to the Ramban it's one of the 613 we've got to make sure that we focus and women also have to say berachas right? those are the four words of the Shulchan Arach why is that? many different interpretations why is that? four or five different uh, opinions but the Shulchan Arach says it so it's a mitzvah I say daraisa saying berachas uh, possibly according to the Ramban but berachas mitzvah Generally, that's Pachas de Rabbanon. But Rashi here, based on Chazal, is putting it into the text. I didn't forget to make the bracha. What is so special about making the bracha? It's wonderful, but it's the Rabban, so it has a smach daraisa. But what's the chashivus of a birchas ha-mitzvah? The beautiful thought that Rav Solveitchik suggests, uh, suggested, based on a Rambam, that maybe, that I heard from Rav Rosenzweig, that he put into this Rashi. Maybe based on the Rav's thought, he said maybe that, that could give shot or at least a deeper idea of this Rashi. The Rambam writes at the beginning of Hilchas Brachas in source number 8 that there are three kinds of Brachas that we say. Three kinds of Brachas. First, the uh, Rambam talks about benching which is the only Bracha Daraisa V'yachalta V'savata Uverachta and then the Rambam says Halacha Beis U'midivrei Sofrim L'varech Alko Machal Tchila V'archach Yanimimenu to make a bracha before we eat anything. What we call a birchas hanehenin. A bracha on pleasure. Before we eat, before we drink, before we smell. Before any pleasure of the world. Even a tiny amount. I'm just tasting it. Only a tiny amount. And the kids say, I'm only having one little piece. I have to wash. Right? It's the, it's the FOW. And it's fear of washing and uh, fear of being fleshed. One of the two fears that the Orthodox Jews have. Right, uh, I, I, can't, I don't want to wash. I don't want to wash. No, I'm gonna to have to bench. Okay, you'll have to bench. You'll have to do a mitzvah Tough, right? Right. So how many chances do we get? The Chavetz Chaim says, how many mitzvahs say daraisa can we do bizman hazeh? A hundred, at most, hundred fifteen. Right? There are, there are how many? Right, hundred and fifty mitzvahs we can't do today. Why? No olas, no chatas, no nothing. Right? So, so well, I can't. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, it's interesting. Anyway, so says the Rambam. The Rambam, the birchas hanenin, before we get any pleasure. V'chein imi riach riach tov. And also, if I smell something nice. V'varif akach yanimimenu, any pleasure. Right, why don't we make a pleasure on on a nice breeze? That's also a pleasure. Why don't we make a pleasure on a on a, on a comfortable bed? So Tosfus and the Rambam deal with this in Masechah's brachas. So the answer given by the Rishonim is that we only make a bracha on hana'ah that we imbibe. Hana'ah that goes inside of us. You're right, we have to realize that everything comes from Hashem. But the Chazal, we're only Masakein, brachas on Hana'as that are ingested. So that's food, drink, or even smell. Smell goes inside also. Right? There's connections. Right? Sometimes you, right, as we know. 
Okay. Uh, so, Birchas Hananin is one. Also, the Ramah continues, Halacha Gimel, Ukshem Shavarachan al Hahanoach, Achmavarachan al Kol Mitzvah, Mitzvah, Achach Yaz Osa. Number two, Birchas HaMitzvah. Good. Before we do a mitzvah, we make a bracha. Next, Ubrachos Rabos Tiktuchachavim Derach Shavach Vahodaya. Third category, Shavach Vahodah. Many brachas Chazal enacted praising and thanking Hashem. To always constantly remember God. Whenever we experience something in life, we remember Hashem. I went to the bathroom, Asher Yatsar. It's a storm, Osam Asher Brachas. Kolcha Vasam Rainbow, and right, Zachar Brisam Ari, so say the bracha. Right? Everything, whatever we do. You see a mountain, say a bracha. Right? Grand Canyon, say a bracha. Niagara Falls, say a bracha. Everything. Yamagadol say a bracha. Right? We're always the same brachas all day. Right? Shavach Mahoda. So three categories. Wonderful, fine. What the Rambam says is not controversial. How the Rambam says it is controversial. There is one word that should make our ears open up a little wider in the Rambam. Kishem. First word in Halacha Gimel. The Rambam is writing a Sefer Halacha. Sefer Lamdus also. But when the Rambam compares something that he didn't have to compare, we have to ask why. Rabbam compares Just like you make a bracha on pleasure before pleasure, so too you make a bracha on a mitzvah. What is the connection between those two things? A bracha on pleasure seems to be a unique concept. Why do we make a bracha on pleasure? So Pashtus is, based on the Gemara and brachas, that we make a bracha on pleasure to allow us to partake of the pleasure. The Gemara in Brachas, beginning of the sixth parak, says that there are two psukim in Tehillim. One says, Lashem the world belongs to God. The other Pasik says, right? It belongs to man. So which is it? David Melech said to both of them. Says the Gemara, Before the Bracha, it belongs to God. This orange juice belongs to God before the Bracha. I make the Bracha, it belongs to me. Or Hashem lets me have it. Meaning, it's what we call a matir. It allows me. I make the bracha, I can now, I'm now allowed to partake of the pleasure. Fine. So what does that have to do with the brachas and mitzvah? Just like you make a bracha, brachas and en, and so too on a brachas and mitzvah. Brachas and mitzvah is not being matir or anything. You're doing the mitzvah. What kind of matir is it? Says Rav Salvechik. Brachas and mitzvah is also a matir. What kind of matir? You're doing a mitzvah. What do you need a matir for? Says the Rav, if you think about it, who are we finite human ants in the larger scheme of creation, these tiny little beings that are running around what we call earth, we are trying to get close to the infinite. We're trying to get clo- close to the ensof, God. Who are we to try to think we could get close to God? We're going to do a mitzvah, and I think I'm going to have dvekus. I think that this is going to bring me closer to Hashem. It's presumptuous. Who are we to think that we could do that? That we could close and jump over the abyss that, that separates us. Who thinks we could do that? What gives us the rights? Says the Rav, that's the bracha. When we make a birchas mitzvah, before we pass in, you got to make it before you do the mitzvah. And if you did the mitzvah already, it's too late. You blew it. Right? Just like if you ate the food already. You blew it. A mitzvah is a way to get close to Hashem. What do we have to do before we get close to Hashem? We have to acknowledge that there's a commander. There's a mitzvah and there's a mitzvah. If we acknowledge that relationship, once we acknowledge the mitzvah and mitzvah, Hashem, you told us to do this. You told us this is how we can get close to you. Then you can do the mitzvah. It's matiros. It allows us to do the mitzvah to then get close to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So it's exactly parallel. That's the kishem. Just like birchas hananin matir. So to Birchaz mitzvah, it's matir. It allows us to do the mitzvah, which is a conduit to try to get close to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. That's what a Birchaz mitzvah is: creating the context, acknowledging the relationship. That's what the Rav said. Well, if Rabbi Rav Rosenzweig said, maybe that's a deeper understanding of our Rashi now. We're in the Mesa Migdash. Hakadosh Baruch Hu, we did everything we were supposed to do. Hafrashes Shumas We gave it to the Ani and we gave it to the Yasam the Amana, and we even made the bracha. What do you mean we even made the bracha? We acknowledged that relationship between us. We acknowledged that you're the commander and we're the commanded. We acknowledge this idea that we need a matir in order to try to get close to you because you're the Ein Sof. That's the chashivas of Ibrahim Mitzvah, and maybe that's what Rashi is giving us a little secret. Good. Okay, now let's let's read some sukkim. Let's read some sukkim. Sometimes you we we run through the Torah Shabbat there are sometimes obvious questions that shoot out to us. Let's read Perek 
Um, Chaf Zayin. The beginning of Parach of Zayin. Right, there is any extra pesukim? There's still a chumash here if somebody needs. Beginning of Parach of Zayin. Says the Torah. By Yitzav Moshe v'Zegnei Yisrael asam leimar. Moshe command. Moshe and the Zekanim command the Am. Shemar to call a mitzvah. Shanufim mitzavah eskam lahayom. Right, keep all the mitzvahs. Here we go. Vahaya beyom asher ta'avruas hayardain. On the day that you go through the Yardin, El Haaretz, Moshe knew he wasn't going. So Jews, when you go through the Yardin, to the land that Hashem gives you, build a pile of stones, v'sato sambasit, and line them, line them with lime. Meaning make a nice big pile of stones. It's called the Torah, and when you go across, write the whole Torah on them. Does this mean the whole Torah? Does this mean... The mitzvos does this mean aseres adibros? All different sheetas in the Rishonim. What is supposed to be written down? But some version of the Torah, write it on the stones. Because that's what you're meant to do when you go in. Fine. Next, so build this, build the stones, line it with lime, and write the Torah on it. Next pasuk. So when you go past, take these stones and build it on Harevo, right, and, and, and um, line it with lime. Didn't we know that already? Didn't the Torah just tell us that we're supposed to line it with lime? Okay. Build a mizbeach there, mizbeach avadim, etc. Avadim shalei most tivnes mizbeach hashem lakecha. Bring karbanos on it. Vizavach tashlam and viachal tasham. Vizamach lefnei hashem lakecha. And don't forget the chasat al havanim. Let's go. The Torah says Baraheitev. Write the Torah on these stones. Baraheitev. Right in seventy languages. Didn't we know that already? Right. So it's like a it's like a double. What well, Moshe wants to make sure. Don't forget. He didn't say remember. So why does he say it twice? Make this, make this tower of stones, write the Torah on it, do it with lime. Line it with lime. So what does it say twice for? Right? Unclear. So now let's go to Sefer Yehoshua to see when these, when this command was fulfilled. Was it fulfilled? Well, yeah, I mean, it's Yehoshua ben Nun. So look at Sefer Yehoshua, we're going to read two different prakim. Right, we're just reading Psukim, we're pushing the Yidin. What's Pshat in the Torah? Psukim. Torah Shevach Sav. Perak Dalad. Vayehi, Perak Dalit is right, B'nai Yisrael crossing. Crossing, 10th of Nisan, they come into Eretz Yisrael, they cross the Yardin. Vayehi kasher tamu kaladoy lavoros ha-Yardin, when the Jewish people cross the Yardin, Vayom HaShem el Yoshua, I'm in source 9, Hashem says to Yoshua, K'chul lochem en ha'am, shnei masaran ha-Shem, yishachar yishachal ha-Shavet, take one man per shevet. V'tzavu osam leymar, su'u lochem izeh mitoch ha-Yardin, mimatzavagli konim, take stones from where the feet of the konim. Remember the story? Right, the Kohanim go into the Yardin, in the, up to their, just to their feet. The Yardin splits. All Klai Yisrael go through the Yardin. The, the Kohanim take a back step. The Yardin closes back up. The Kohanim are stuck on the other side. So they fly across to the other side to join the rest of the nation. So the Navi describes. Right, so that's, that's the, uh, how the Yams have split. So says the, uh, sorry? The Yardin. The Yardin. Thank you, not the Yams. The Yardin. The Tzavuah Samlimar. So Hashem says, take stones from where the Kohanim are are standing, take them with you, take them with you, bring them to where you're staying tonight. Fine. Vayikra Yoshua, Yeshua hears the tzivui, he calls the twelve men, one for each shevet, go in front of the Aaron, I'm in Pasuk Hei, everybody took one on his shoulder, must have been pretty big stones, this will be a sign for you, when your children ask you, what are these stones, you'll say, the Yardain split, Hashem did great nisim for us. Good. Hashem told Yeshua. Yeshua told the Am. And Yeshua did what Yeshua said. They carried the stones. They brought them. And Besides the stones that were taken, Yeshua bin Nun makes a mound of twelve stones even in the Yardain. That seems that's not our issue now, but he seems this seems to be something separate in the Yardin, and it's there until today. Until today. So what they do? They uh, they quickly went and they have these stones. Next, pasuk yutes. I skipped the psukim from the from yudal to yutes. The am made it through on the tenth of Nisan. And they encamped in Gilgal. These twelve stones that they took, Hakim Yeshua Bagilgal. He made the mountain in Gilgal. 
Wonderful. And he says to Bnei Yisrael, when your children ask you, what are these stones? You'll tell them that Hashem did great Nisim for us. Etc., etc. Okay? Wonderful. So it seems like Yeshua did it. Right? Yeshua did it. What, it, what was it? In our parsha, the command was, take stones, make a pile. And uh, it, does, it doesn't say that he wrote the Torah on them. It doesn't say that he lined it. But this is, doesn't say anywhere else. Right? But then we look for Prakim later in Sefer Yehoshua. Right? Yeshua Paraches. What happened in between? Yericho happened in between. Right? They, the Bnei Yisrael conquered Yericho and they marched around it seven times. The walls of Yericho fell and after that they felt that they were... Nobody was even going to come close to them. So remember the next story? They were going to go to Ai. Right? So they, Yeshua had been known only said a couple of soldiers because this is going to be a nothing. We're just going to wipe them out quickly. And they were defeated. And Bnei Yisrael lost at Ai. Tragedy. And um, they have to regroup after that. And they regroup, and then they go back to Ai with all their, all their soldiers, and they defeat Ai. So after that, and the whole story with Achan happened in the middle, not for now. So when they finish with Ai, that's where we come back into the story. Source 10. Paraches. When they finish killing all the people of Ai, they finish with Ai, and all of them were, there were 12,000 men of Ai. Right? He wiped out Ai, except for the animals. He burned the whole mountain. Fine. The king, he hung the king. Uh, beautiful. Pasuk Lamed. After Ai. Oz Yivne Yehoshua Mizbeach Lashem Elokei Yisrael Baharevol. Yeshua builds a Mizbeach on Harevol, right? Which you go to Harvizim Harevol today, we know exactly where these Mizbeachos were, right? The archaeology, we know exactly where, and we find because there's there's, there's remnants of the Karbanis there that they brought there, and it's all kosher animals, all the fa- all the the bones that they find there are all kosher. It's mamish rai is exactly where these where these mizbechas were. So it says uh, shul trip. Oz yivnei Yoshua mizbech l'Hashem alokei Yisrael b'harevo kasher tziva Moshe eved Hashem al bnei Yisrael like Moshe commanded bnei Yisrael kakasur b'sefer Torahs Moshe like it says in Torahs Moshe parshas kisavo our parsha mizbech avadim shleimos asher lo inif alim barzel vayalo olav olos olos and shlamim vayichtosh shavah avadim esmishlas Torah Moshe. Asher Kasaf of Nebuchadnezzar Yisrael. And he wrote the Torah on these stones. The Kal Yisrael Zakenav Vishotrim Vishotrav etc. etc. They stood on both sides. Kasher Siva Moshe Ever Hashem. And here, what does it say at the end of the parak? Lo Haya Davar Mikal Asher Siva Moshe Asher Lo Kara Yoshua Neged Kal Kal Yisrael. Nothing was left out. Yeshua did everything he was supposed to do. Interesting, it, didn't say, it did not say that at the end of the parak. Dalad didn't say anything about Mo- Yeshua completing what Moshe did. Ask the Malbim, what's Pshad and Kisavo and what's Pshad in these two stories? Perakdal, Perakches, where does it say anything about setting up two piles of stones? So the answer after framing it like we did seems to be obvious. The Malbim says if you read Parshish Kisavo carefully, there are two commands going on here. Two commands. This is the Malbim and Sefer Yehoshua. Two commands. Go back for a minute to Arpsukim. Go back to the Psukim for a minute. Says the Malbim, read the Torah carefully. Pasig Beis, what does the Torah say? Vahaya bayom asher tavuras ayardain. On the day, on the day that you cross the Yardain. Build Avanim and line them with Sid. And write, called Debrea Torah, Zos. It does not say Be'er Hetev. So didn't make such a fuss. Just write the Torah so that the other nations will go. Pasig Beis, Pasig Gimel. That's what Yoshua ben Nun did in Perak Dalad. Now, what is it saying in Pasuk Dalad? V'haya be'avrechem asayardein. When you go through the yardin, what does that mean? It doesn't mean on the day of. That's what it said in Pasuk Beis. Ba'yomachar tavu. This is a different lashon. Ba'avrechem. You know what ba'avrechem means? At some point, at some time after you pass through the yardin, it could be months later. When you pass through the yardin, takimos avanim ha'elash anochim saveschem ayom ba'harebo. That's Parakhes of Yoshua. It's two different commands. You read the Torah quickly. If you don't read Savior Yoshua, you have no idea what he's talking about. You think it's one big command, and why is it double? It says the Malbim, look at Savior Yoshua. You don't have to get so far in Nach Yomi to get to Savior Yoshua, Parakhes. Right? So says the, says, This later on. And that's where you build him as Beach, and that's where you have Karbanas, 
and that's where you write Be'er Hetev, a much bigger deal. We're not going to read the Malbim inside, but that is the... Let's just read one line of the Malbim. Look at line 10 in the Malbim, in source 11. Ukefizem avuar, shehem shnei tzivuyim v'shnei zmaneinu mechulafim. Two separate commands. On that day, he has to do Two separate commands, two different stories, and that is why in Yoshua, only after Paraches does it say that Yoshua completed and did everything that Moshe told him to do, because he had to do two commands. Right? Paradada was only half the job. Paraches was the second half, and that's why it uh, keeps that pasuk till till later. Good. Two more things. Two more points. If you look at the end of Parachav Zion, the end of Parachav Zion, after all. The um, after we have a number of the, this story that we just read of the uh, the to Yoshua, we have the story of what took place, what will take place of Hargizim and Har Eval, and we have all the Arurs, all the Arurs. Pasuk Tesvav, Aru Ha'isher Yaseh Chesel Masecha, cursed is the man that makes an idol. Aru Makla Avivimo, cursed is the he who makes fun of. Or curses his parents. Or cursed is the one who steals. Or curses the one who gives bad advice. All these different details of Averis. You judge falsely. Everybody does any Aver. And then we have Lokech Shochad, Lashon Hara, and then Pasuch Havav. Cursed is the man who does not Yakim. Whatever that means, as Devrei Hatorah Azos la Asos Hasam to do them the Amar Kal Ha'am Amen. All the Rishonim already are bothered. What is Pasuk Chavav teaching me? You have a whole list from Pasuk Tesvav through Chavhei. Or this, or that, or that, or that, or the whole Torah. So just say Pasuk Chavav. What's, what's, what's the last Pasuk adding? Either say the details, and when you said all the details, what do you have to say the last Pasuk for? So the Svarno in a line and the Ramban more expanded relate to this this um, Sivui. What the Pasuk means. Says the Svarno, Pasuk in Source 12. What is Arur? Shelo Yakim? Shelo You know what? Let's do the Ramban first. Ramban on the left side, 14. Arur Shelo Yakim is Devar Yatorah Azos Ulafidati Ki Akabalah Azos This says the Ramban Sheyodeh Bamitzvopelibo What do we have to do? What is Yakim? It doesn't say Yakayim. It says Yakim. What does Yakim mean? You have to be make you have to lift up the Torah, you have to be Yakim the Torah, Laku. Yakim means to affirm, to believe. Shayodeba mitzvahs believe, we have to admit to all the mitzvahs in our heart, the Yiyu Be'enav MS, and that they are all true. The Yamin Shaha Use Usan Yellow Shar Vitovava Overlanyanesh. We all falter sometimes. Nobody's perfect. Especially as we look back, hopefully this month, we look back over our year and we think about areas that we're happy about. There will be areas that we're not as happy about, personally and nationally. There'll be areas. Nobody, we're not perfect. That's what L is about. So as we do that, though, we have to realize, though we f- do not succeed everywhere, we know exactly what's expected of us. And we affirm every mitzvah in the book. Even if I didn't know I wanted the mitzvahs. Let's say I believe in 6.12. There's one mitzvah that I just... No, it's not for me. This one mitzvah, I can't. Kill I behema? No, come on. Come on, I want a, my donkey and my cow. They're good friends. I want to put them on the same wagon. Just Derek Agav, last week we were reading at the, at the Shabbos table, an amazing story. We had this little book. Uh, what is it called? Uh, at the Kharsal Shabbos Oneg. I mean, the story that Chazam Sofer was once on a whack. I don't know why I mentioned Kilaya Behema. Maybe Siyat Shmaya to mention this story. Right? I was once on a. The Chazam Sofer was once on a wagon with his Rebbe, Rav Nassan Adler. So he always speaks about the amazing turn. Rav Nassan Adler. So they were on a wagon together, and it was snowing, and it was freezing, and the wagon, they were inside, huddled up, and the wagon driver was in front. And all of a sudden, they look outside, they realize one of the horses fell, broke his leg, and froze to death. One of the horses. There's only one horse. 
The horse is not strong enough to, uh, to, to, to draw the wagon. So the wagon driver says, you wait here, I'll be back. I'm going to walk to town. I'll go get another horse and I'll, I'll bring it back. So fine. So he goes, he goes to get another horse and he comes back an hour later and he sees that he could. He comes back and they're like, it doesn't look like a horse. They're like, oh, it's a cow. I couldn't get a horse. I'll bring a cow. It's the only thing I could find. So all of a sudden, Nelson Adler jumps out of the wagon and starts dancing in the snow, in the freezing. Sam Sofer's like, what is going on here? He's like, why is that? He's not celebrating and dancing and singing. He's like, what are you doing? He says, you don't understand. I've always lived in my little town, my little shtetl. When did I ever get a chance to do the mitzvah of Kilai Behema? When did I ever get a chance? I'm like, I have my cow, I have my this, I have that. He says, all of a sudden, he's about to put the cow and put it to the wagon with the horse. Baruch Hashem. Right, Baruch Hashem. I said a cow, I think the story was with a donkey, but I said a cow because the Ramam holds has to be a kosher and a non-kosher animal. So I changed the story a little bit. But, <laughs> but, the, uh, but either way, it was a different, I know, I did that on purpose. Right, so, the, uh, so, the, uh, so either way, that's the, we got the message of the story. But he started dancing he was so excited that he could finally do the mitzvah. Tell him, no, don't, don't put that animal on my wagon. But anyway, back to this Ramban. Ramban says, what is it? Orashel Yakim? Let's see a person doesn't believe in one mitzvah. One mitzvah. That's a violation. We have to affirm and believe in every mitzvah. And if, if we deny even one of them, fine if we violate. Nobody's perfect. But if we deny even one mitzvah, forget it. Forget it. That, that's a violation of Arshalo Yakim. That's what the Svarno as well says in his own way. Shabak to 12. Shalo Yikayim V'yodeh. Shara'uy La'asos is Kulam. You're supposed to do all of them. Avotia is a mitzvah man lavatala. It's low. If one mitzvah is lavatala, is meaningless for me. Then, that I'm considered a mishumad for that thing. I gave you the footnotes of Rev. Cooperman, source 13. But, uh, but that is what Arshar Yakim and Lo Yakim, we have to make sure that we have the attitude and the hashkafa of all, of all the mitzvahs being a package. By the way, the Ramban at the end of that piece says, Arshar Yakim, or Barach Arshar Yakim, Arshar Lo Yakim, is a remez to Hagba. To Hagba. Right? Arshar Yakim, you have to lift up the Torah. Affirm it, but it's a remez. Get Hagba this Shabbos. It's the Ramban and Parshas Kisavo. That's the remez to Hagba. V'li nere, says the Ramban, ala chazan she'ino mekim sefer Torah latzibur. L'haros pnei ksivas alakol. It's a remez to the chazan, to the person who shows the Torah script to everybody. Api Kabbalah. It's very, it's very, um, uh, chashuv. Mishabura quotes it, to actually try to see the writing of the Torah during Hagba. Right, that's where you see some, some Yechidim. You have to go as close to the Torah as possible. That's at least to see some of the letters. They say there's a special or that comes from the letters during Hagba. That's where you see people, some people go close. You have to show that to the right and to the left. Which way do you go first? Right, you right into the left. Who's right? Who's left? Does not say and to stick up the pinky. That's a different, uh, different uh, source where that comes from. But it says to bow down. Just by the way, interesting what it says. Means women can see the Torah. Means women can see the Torah by Hagba. Just a remez in Masecha Sofrim goes back. Uh, Almost uh, almost two thousand years. Women were in shul, and women could see the Torah. Right to both of those. Okay, so that's the Ramban. Again, a thought I heard from Rav Rosenzweig, a little different shot um, to answer this question. Why is it that you have fifteen sukim about the details, or this, or that, or that, or that, and the last pasuk Arsha lo yakim? So we have the Ramban and the Svarno. Rosenzweig gave a little different shot. In Yahadus, there are many details. Many, many details. 613, even more than that. We can never lose sight of the larger package. We can't lose sight of the forest by focusing too much on the trees. But on the other side, you can't just focus on the forest and not look at each and every tree. We can't say, I'll be a good Jew, I do this, I do that. Prati Pratim Atilchas Borer on Shabbos. You gotta focus on every one. Or this, or that, or that, or that. You gotta focus on every single one. Every single mitzvah is specific mitzvah is important. But if we get caught up in that, sometimes we lose ourselves. We're like, we gotta fo- what, what are we doing? What are we doing all these mitzvahs for? We're trying to get close to God. Careful, can't lose that idea. Dvekus. But on the other hand, we can't just focus on the dvekus and not look at the specifics and not look at every detail and be honest with every detail of, of every mitzvah.
Maybe that's the balance. You have all the specifics and you have a general pasik. You have a little of you have a little of both. That's the flip side of both. There's an Arachayim HaKadosh, which we're not going to do now. We're a little late on time. Arachayim HaKadosh in Parshas Akev, which also emphasizes this idea. In Akev, Kol HaMitzvah. Kol HaMitzvah, Sharanochi Mitzavcha. So there he talks about also. Yadus is a package deal. It's many, many details. But you got to look at it as, as a package. Kol HaMitzvah in the singular. Good. Oh, just one other. I just forgot to mention. Rav Rosenzweig also compared this to the Moadim. We look in Parshas Emar, you have every single Moed listed separately. Every single one. You have Pesach, Yeshua, you have Sukkot, and at the end of the Parsh, you have Eila Moadesh and Mikrei Kodesh and Tikros and You have one at the beginning, one at the end. We know these are the Moadim. Just tell me the Moadim. This is Pesach, this is Yeshua, this is Sukkot. These are all the Moadim. Yeah, these are all the Moadim. What do you need that Pasuk for? No, again, because every Moed has its unique, special character, but there's so much added to every Moed by seeing it in the realm and the picture and with the backdrop of all the other Moadim. We appreciate Pesach when we also think about Sukkot and Shavuos. We appreciate Shavuos when we think about the others. But you can't just focus on the larger picture. You've got to focus on every Moed itself in the backdrop of the others. Just like every specific mitzvah has to be focused on with the larger, larger idea. Last idea for tonight um, is... Um, I, 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 mis, I mislabel this. It's not Mipini Mishulchan Agra. I guess that was a Freudian, I don't know, 17. It's Mishulchan Gavoa. I'm saying Mishulchan Gavoa, the set, the five-volume uh, set. Mishulchan Gavoa. I guess I was thinking about the Gra. It says, 17. The end of the Parsha says, Moshe Rabbeinu says that you don't, Hashem didn't give you a heart and a mind to understand what I'm saying until today. End of the 40 years. You don't really fully understand. Amazing Rashi. What does Rashi quote? You have it here in 17. Shamati. Sha'oso hayom shenas and Moshe say for Tarla b'nei Levi. On that day, what do you mean today I know? Today I know something. What do you know today that I didn't know yesterday? On that day, Moshe gave a Sefer Torah to his Shevet. Ba'u kol Yisrael lefei Moshe. They all came to Moshe complaining. The Amrulo, they said, Moshe Rabbeinu, afanu amanu Masinai. What are you doing? You're giving a Sefer Torah to your own Shevet? What about us? We also read our Sinai. V'kibano was a Torah. V'nitzlalanu. We also got the Torah. Hello. Uma'ata mashlit es b'nei shivtacha aleha. Why are you giving rulership, shlita, to your shevet? It's not fair. You're giving them the Torah, not us. V'yom rulanu. Yom machar lo lachem nitzlalanu nitzna. You know what's going to happen tomorrow? They're going to say, only we got the Torah. We're the chosen nation. It's not fair. What are you doing, Moshe? You're giving them a Torah? V'samach Moshe al Hadavar. Moshe was so happy. And that's the passing. I didn't realize it until today that you have such love and greatness. Did, did B'nai Israel really think that Shevet Levi was going to turn around? Shevet Levi, who were so loyal to Hashem, they didn't give in to the Egel. They, they, they wiped out anybody who had anything to do with the Egel. They were going to turn around and say, no, no, you Jews aren't Jews. What was the Havamina? What were they thinking? They really thought Shevet Levi would do this? Says... The Rabbi Yaakov Gesundheit. Rabbi Gesundheit is on the bottom. Right, he writes the Teferis Yaakov. Right, he's on Teferis Yaakov. He's on, uh, on Gittin. So uh, says the Teferis Yaakov. Baram, line 6. When we got the Torah, really, it was two, there were two aspects to it. Number one was the Kabbalah HaMitzvah LaSosam. Number one was the mitzvahs themselves to do. Number two was the gift of the Torah. The obligation of the Torah and the gift of the Torah. What does the gift of the Torah mean? According to his pshat, the gift of the Torah, that the Torah was given to the human beings, to the Chachamim, to Darshan, to interpret, to figure out what the Torah means, like we have sometimes in Halacha, tomorrow's daf. Masr HaKasav LaChachamim. The Torah was given to the Chachamim to interpret. The Torah uses the Gemara says that by Malach and Cholomoid. What are you allowed to do in Cholomoid? What are you not allowed to do? That? The Gemara says, Masr HaKasav LaChachamim. So that Shlita, that authority of the Chachamim was given by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's the Matana of the Torah. So says the Teferis Yaakov, B'nai Yisrael knew that they had to do the Torah. But they were worried that Sheva Levi would turn around and say, we are the only ones that have the power to interpret the Torah, to figure out what the Torah means, to be Batedinim, to be Sanhedrin, to be Dayanim. That's what, the gift of the Torah that's what they were worried about. Look at the washing of Rashi. What does Rashi say? Af anu 
Amadru Mesinai, Vikibanu at the Torah, Vinitsna Lanu. We also got the Torah. Stop there. No, it's two things. We also got the Torah and we were nitzna. We were given the Torah as a matana. Moshe Rabbeinu says, oh, he was besimcha. You all want to interpret the Torah? You all want to be so close to the Torah to have the kach of interpretation? He says, oh, he says, that's beautiful. That's where if you want to look more about this idea, Rav Moshe Feinstein is the Hagdama Tegris Moshe. He talks about the shlita of the Chachamim on the, on the Torah. But that's what Moshe Rabbeinu says. You have such a desire, such a teshuka, to have the, not just the, the obligations of the Torah, but the matana aspect of the Torah, he says, that's wonderful. Hayom azen Now you're a nation. Now um, I realize you are great. So we have to realize always not just our obligations that we have to do, but also the gift that the Torah is. Let's say we focus on it as the gift, then everything else, our whole avoda. The avodah of the tefillin, the black of the tefillin will be that much easier because it won't be a shibud, it's a matan. Okay, we'll stop here.